Do you feel like you're the only young person who cares about your Catholic faith? Do you look around at mass and only see silver foxes? We're Jake and Kathy, a young adult married couple, and we're here to tell you, you're not alone. That's why it's time to get Truth Pops. You're going to get a podcast designed specifically for you, a young adult Catholic in a pop culture world. The countdown is on for Truth Pop. We'll connect Christ into culture. Welcome, everybody, to episode 61 of Disney Plus Reviews. I'm Phil Souza, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Grant. He's censoring our broadcast, Youngsma. How's it going, Grant? Great, Phil. We're back in the studio, live together for the first time in a long time, and it feels great. It's been a couple months, yeah, probably, since we've actually done this. So, yeah, you, you'll, uh, I guess you're probably already hearing it in, in our audio. It's, all, it's We're not on Zoom anymore. Yep. <laughs> So, um, which is good. I, I prefer to do the show in person. We've talked about just the uh, bouncing comments off each other. I think is a lot more natural, mm-hmm. uh, not doing it online. A lot of podcasts, maybe, in fact, maybe most podcasts that you listen to are doing online stuff right now. But um, we, uh, Grant and I live very close to each other. And so um, this is something that we can do um, easily and safely. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so before we get into the news of the week and what we're talking about today, um, I wanted to read an email that we got from one of the fans of the show. Sounds good. Um, every episode I mentioned that you can write into the show, you can you can email us at Disney Plus Reviews, P-L-U-S, reviews at hotmail.com. And occasionally we hear from fans. This week we heard from Katie Ponder. Um, so Katie, I wanted to give you a shout out and let you know that uh, we enjoyed uh, reading your email. Um, so this is what she said. She says, hi, I love your podcast. The Princess Bride episode was priceless. I love that. Uh, yeah, that was actually one of my favorite episodes too. Uh, please cover WandaVision. I, she I obviously hadn't listened to our, our yep. last week's episode when she wrote this email yet. So if you enjoy the MCU, you will enjoy it. If you like classic TV, you will enjoy it. That's something mm-hmm. we talked a lot about last week and, and we'll maybe talk, touch on a little bit today. If you like seemingly random weirdness, you will enjoy it. <laughs> and I agree with that. That is true. It is weird. <laughs> it's one of the weirdest things. We'll get into WandaVision here in a little bit, obviously. Uh, today we're talking about WandaVision Episode 4 and Age of Ultron, the, the movie that came out in 2014. And uh, so we're going to get into some of the weirdness for sure to, on today's episode. Um, so yeah. So thank you, Katie, for writing in. You can do so as well. Uh, just send us an email at Disney plus reviews at hotmail.com. I'll mention that again at the end of the episode too. Um, if you're just joining us for this podcast, we're an unofficial Disney plus podcast reviewing the most popular stuff on Disney plus. And obviously WandaVision is, is very popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people are talking about it and uh, good or bad. I think it's, it's whether you like it or not, it's, it's in the public public consciousness and it's part of pop culture right now. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so we're going to be talking about every episode of WandaVision uh, and then uh, also age of Ultron, like I said. 
Uh, but before we get into the proper show, we like to do news of the week. And Grant, I'm going to let you take this one. This is kind of your baby. So yeah, um, um, you texted me this news story already. Yeah. So this week, um, we had not ever gotten an official release date for Mighty Ducks The Game Changers. So we're talking about uh, the Mighty Ducks series that Disney promised us uh, back in their big December reveal. So we just found out uh, that it was going to come out in 2021, but we didn't have a date. And now we have a date. And that is March 26th. Soon. Yeah. But um, we still don't... I mean, I would assume it's going to be par for the course with the rest of the series that they've had on Disney Plus where we'll get one episode a week. I doubt we'll get the full season. I mean, we might, but I doubt we will. No, I, I think I think it's a episodic once a week yeah. uh, thing. They might do you know the one division thing and release a couple episodes at once or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, I think we're gonna see this over the course of a couple months. Um, you better believe we're gonna be rec- covering that show. Oh yeah, on, on this podcast. Uh, they did mention that it's gonna be ten episodes. Um, so actually, um, longer than what is it? Wanda nine. Eight? Oh nine. Okay. Yep. So longer than WandaVision by one episode. Um, it is, there's a, tr- a teaser trailer. So if you're listening mm-hmm. to this and you haven't, haven't seen the there's teaser trailer. There's two tr- teaser trailers. Oh, I didn't see the second yep. one. They I, just released the second one. I think, okay, so the, the one I just watched, I think was the one they just released. Yeah. Um, so so they had one whenever they had their big reveal. Okay. That went along with it. And then they just released the one this week, I think it was. Okay. So the, the one I watched um, was... Uh, well, I mean, this might describe both trailers. I haven't seen both of them, um, but it was a one-minute long, uh, heavily Lauren Graham kind yeah. of featured ep- um, trailer, and showing like the her son, the kid, mm-hmm. and uh, a brief cameo from Emilio, like as he's on yeah. the ice rink and stuff like that. Okay, so that's the one that I think that just came out. Yep. So, what are your what are your thoughts? I mean, obviously you're you're a huge Mighty Ducks fan. You have been your yep. entire life. I I'm new to the series, so I I I've only seen each movie one time, and I saw all three of them last year. So, uh, I think it has great potential. Um, it's very interesting to see which way it goes, and I think the biggest thing for me, most likely, whether it's a hit for me or not, will be what we get in the realm of cameos yeah like how many people are we talking that they're gonna rope back into this show i mean we know we're gonna get emilio but are we going to get other people besides him averman yeah or (laughs) i mean obviously if they roped in charlie that would be a big win for them yeah um uh johnson what's his first name jake yeah Oh my I gosh! So. I I'm, can't remember I'm the, his the name. guy from Fringe. Yeah, <laughs> I'm blanking on his name. Uh, anyway, um, he is. I mean, ar- arguably a bigger actor than Emilio. Like, yeah. I, I know Emilio Estevez was the hotness back in the '90s, but he as kind of what did, what have you done for me lately? I, I haven't seen Emilio in anything. Yeah. in the last couple decades. So um, yeah. Uh, so it, obviously, he would be he, a big get if they yeah. could get him. Emilio obviously wasn't doing a ton like we just talked about. So yeah, I mean, it was probably a no-brainer for him (laughs) but i'm i'm intrigued i'm excited and i hope it doesn't flop i hope i hope it's as good as the series is that they've already released 
because um, I feel like they haven't had a bad series no. so far. Yeah. Um, yeah. The movies are great. And, um, and what Disney plus does with their series is, is so good. You, you almost have to assume that it's going to be good. Um, I think I would maybe have more pause if it wasn't for this information, but the the right, the original writer of the movies is also the writer here. Oh, perfect. So yeah, they, they're getting the same guy that gave you all the movies here as okay. well. Um, so I think that, that when I saw that, that was like, Okay, I can breathe a little bit easier yeah. now. Uh, I know that they've they're getting a veteran uh, yeah, to come. It's not out. some random guy who's seen the trilogy <laughs> once, yeah, and, and now he's gonna direct the show. Yeah, Phil Sousa would not be the the best writer <laughs> for this, but well, they didn't take our. We we were way back when when we were covering these. Yeah, we were asking for a job, and that's I, right. They they never called us. Yeah, so. yeah, we gave them our phone numbers and everything. And we had a great plot and everything, and. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> um, what, speaking of plot, I mean, what, what do you think? Um, I mean, we don't know a whole lot, obviously, yeah. right now. But, I mean, it's basically that... The um, Ducks are the bad team now. Yeah. They're the, they're the team to beat. They actually, in the uh, presumably in the first episode, cut this player. Like, yep. Uh, you can see it in the teaser trail. I'm not revealing anything that's, like, inside information. But, like, um, they basically say, like, you're not good enough, kind yeah, of. Yeah, um, pretty much. To, to play with us. And so... Lauren Graham, uh, from that you would know from Gilmore Girls if you watch that show, um, is this kid's mom, and basically says, "Forget them, we'll make our own team." Yeah. And then you know, presumably by the end of the episode, by the end of the series, they I'm sure have to go up against the Mighty Ducks to actually play yeah. play against them. That's kind of like kind of bad news bears meets little giants meets Mighty Ducks, yeah. kind of all mixed together from what you get from the trailer. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they're not going to be very good to start out with. Yeah. And there will be some sort of wrench thrown in. As far as the kids go, I mean, I mean, obviously, it's, you know, we're 30 years removed from the movies, but, like, it's all, like, I, it's all actors I've never heard of. Yeah. Like, it's it's a, um, it, maybe that that's how the original Mighty Ducks movie from 1992 mm-hmm. was for you. Like, who are these actors? Yeah. You know, we'd seen a, a couple of them in, in other movies, but... Um, but th- this is like a, like even the main, like the Lauren Graham's son, the, the main character mm-hmm. of the series, I'm assuming is someone I've, I've never seen before. Yeah. He's been in uh, like, you know, little roles here and there, but like, essentially this is kind of like a breakout role for him. And so, um, that always makes me nervous, especially with child actors. Like, yeah. are they going to be good child actors or bad ones? Um, but I trust Disney and I trust the, you know, the writer and the producers of the series. Um, Emilio has signed on, Lauren Graham signed on. These are big, big yeah. actors. So, um, yeah, and I feel like it's been the works for a while. So I feel like they wouldn't release it until they got to where it needed to be. And yeah. I feel like they've finally gotten to that point. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I, we're going to get the show in tandem, like alongside the Captain Falcon yep. <laughs> uh, series, uh, Captain Falcon and Winter Soldier. So um, that'll be interesting um, to figure out. It, obviously, we're going to cover both of those shows. Uh, I doubt we have any time to cover movies on top of those two shows unless we yeah, just want to do... Yeah, it might just be a <laughs> duo episode, one of Captain Falcon and one of... Mighty Ducks and as long no as movies. there's as long as there's overlap. I mean, yeah. if Captain Falcon starts a couple weeks before or something like that, but um, yeah, I mean, I think these shows are going to overlap almost entirely. So mm-hmm. um, there's going to be quite a quite a bit of new. What a great year! Uh, like year two for Disney Plus. Oh yeah. Like I know they started technically in 2019 at the very end, but for all intents and purposes, they've only been around for a year. And uh, going into year two, it's like man, they've got such a good uh, calendar lined up. So yeah, I, 
I don't know why you wouldn't purchase it. They have so much content. Yeah. For all ages. Well, and especially if you're like like us, you know, like 30, 30 some or 40 some, you know, ki- kids in adult bodies. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's uh, everything that you love is new again. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, so they're remaking these shows and bringing uh, new things. So anyway, so that was the big news um, from this week. And uh, we will be excited and stay tuned with our podcast because uh, we will be covering Mighty Ducks Game Changers for sure. All right, uh, we're going to get into the main discussion for the episode. We'll start with WandaVision first. Uh, Episode four is what we're talking about. If you are just tuning in, we did cover a discussion of the first three episodes. We're not going to do that here. Uh, Just tune back one week into our podcast feed, and you can pick up that episode. We did uh, all three, one, two, three of of those episodes in a single podcast episode, Mm -hmm. so don't go looking for more than one. Uh, But yeah, we crammed all three into one big, long discussion with our friend Jerry. Uh, That was a great episode. Go back and listen to that. Uh, We're going to jump into episode four. Um, If you're not used to us, we're going full spoilers. So if you've not seen episode four, we highly, highly recommend hitting pause. Don't go any further in this episode. Uh, If you want to jump forward and try to find Age of Ultron because you really want to hear about that, fine. But uh, you have been warned. We're not going to hold back on the details of episode four. And there's some really juicy stuff in there. So I I don't want you to be spoiled on it. Uh, Unless you love spoilers. Yeah. Go ahead. I mean, some of our friends, in fact, friends have been on the show. Yeah. Um, previous co-host, <laughs> Jack, loves spoilers um, and looks them up before he watches stuff. But uh, yeah, maybe, if you're, maybe you're like that. So, yeah. um, All right. So here we go. Uh, episode four. It's entitled, We Interrupt This Program. Um, it's r- a good title for the, this. Yeah. Because it's literally. It, it basically puts <laughs> everything that's happened to this point on pause. And it's basically like a recap from the outside world. Yeah, except for one scene towards the very, very end. I'm talking in the yeah. last two minutes of episode four. Uh, there's no new content as far yeah. as what's happening in this world, um, in this little bubble, whatever that they want to... I don't know what to call it. I, I keep calling it bubble. I've heard, um, you know, town or... Force field type. Y- yeah, like I've heard bobble. Like, you I, know. I mean, I feel like bubble's a good term <laughs> for... Because like the NBA had their bubble last yeah. year. I feel like it's a good description or dome i've heard dome uh from a couple uh podcasters i listen to but um yeah i I, I don't know bubble or dome i I guess we'll just call it but um they've not specifically given it a name except for westview i guess i mean you can call it westview but um yeah it's the first episode that um there's not like this isn't a new episode like we thought when you know go back and listen to our discussion from last week we thought we'd get the 80s yeah uh this week and all of a sudden uh not only is it not moving forward like we don't i'm sure the 80s will be in episode five Mm -hmm. but um but it's it's essentially giving us the action and letting us in on what was going on during the events of the first three episodes but from sword's perspective so um and you pretty much have the exact date in the mcu universe that this takes place yeah what, what did you see it was it like three weeks after or something like that yeah um so she um monica comes back um right after hulk snap and another article i read so it's right in between endgame and then spider-man far from home oh before far from home yeah okay gotcha so from what the person that wrote the article they believe it's sandwiched right in between those two events okay 
Um, yeah, I the the way that this episode starts, um, where she wakes up, like she like her body like comes back together, and um, it's you know moments right after the snap gets reversed, right? Yeah. And so like the entire world's coming back, and she starts walking down that that hospital hallway, and mm-hmm. people are just like out of thin air, just like reappearing. Yeah, and she's like, I'm looking for room, uh, the w- w- woman in 104 or whatever, and the doctors are like, we c- we literally can't help you right now. Like, I it's mass chaos. Mm-hmm. You're g- you're just gonna have to be on your own for a second. I was just like, whoa, what a beginning to an episode. This yeah. is awesome. <laughs> It felt like a movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it literally felt like they basically like picked up right after, which they did pick up right after the snap. And I mean, that could be like the beginning of an Avengers movie easily. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the way that this movie shot, uh, movie, I, it is tempting to call it a movie. Yeah. I, uh, the way that the show is, is shot feels like MCU movies to mm-hmm. me. Um, but yeah, just the camera work and how it's spinning around and it, it was so cool that like, I felt like I, she made me the, the girl that I need to look her up because we, we had to look at her, look up, look her up the actress last week. And I, I, uh, I should have done that before we hit record. Cause I keep forgetting her name, but she is phenomenal. Like yeah. I, I really like her. Mm-hmm. She's one of the, like, as far as like, you know, the newer actors that they've introduced into the MCU over the last few years, she's she's one of the top ones for me. Her facial expressions, the way she delivers lines, I'm so oh, yeah. I'm sold and I believe everything that she's selling on the screen and I'm I'm feeling it too. Like when she feels anxiety, I feel anxiety too with her. Tiona Paris. Okay. This is a, I'm telling you, this is a, an actress to watch in yeah. in the MCU. She is um I you know I Elizabeth Olsen is obviously so good. She's um she's totally believable. She's selling every second that she's on screen. But I almost like I, I'm interested to see how the rest of the series pans out because I almost feel like like um Tiana Paris is almost maybe going to steal the show. Yeah, and she's she's supposed to be in Captain Marvel too. Yeah, coming up in 2022. Um, but, yeah, this was a, a heavily Monica featured episode um we got to know her quite a bit in the first half obviously she disappears and we kind of uh follow um uh dr lewis uh, what's uh darcy darcy uh you know for the second half Mm -hmm. but then you know monica of course comes at the very end and um man i just want i want to (laughs) learn i want to know everything there is to know about monica rambo (laughs) like yeah i was i was uh totally in so um sword service the, the they're introducing this new division we've kind of gotten teasers of it with with nick fury and, and others and stuff like that in the past movies captain marvel was a big part of it but this is basically like the it, it i mean in the comic sword is is basically kind of the force to deal with alien mm-hmm. like advancement like yeah we're, we're getting invaded by aliens and and sword is the one to prevent them from coming in the first place or to deal with them when they arrive they're, they're kind of the, the closest thing that that the government has to to the Avengers, like, yep. you know, to actually fight these things. And so they, you know, there's been five years that have passed, but for Monica, it's like seconds, but yeah. five years have passed. It's basically, you know, Ant-Man coming out of, out of uh, you know, the, the, quantum. the quantum realm, you know, where he's like, oh, yeah, everyone's been aged by five years. Yep. But she... Uh, her mother passed away. She was the previous director of, of sword apparently like that's mm-hmm. heavily uh, hinted at during the show. And so she like her mom dies during that period of time, which yeah. is so sad. And she has no idea. Yeah. Like she wakes up and she's like, where's my mom? And um, who, who is it that it's the gosh, who, I can't, I'm blanking now who tell, who gives her the sad news. Is it like the director that's 
that's filled filled in. I can't remember who who says it to her. I think somebody or the nurse. I think the nurse tells yeah, her because the director guy doesn't say anything to her. It's the nurse as she's leaving, and then she goes to that's right. Sword headquarters. Yeah, in the hospital, she's like, "Where's my mom?" And like she's, two years ago, she's I think. like, "She's like, dude, your mom died. Like, yeah. she died a couple of years ago. The cancer came back." She's like, "What do you mean the cancer came back? They, the surgery was successful." She's like, "No, like it's been. She lived for another three years and then she died. Yeah. Like, I, I like to see the look on her face of horror of like, yeah. like this world has gone out, gone on without me, and I never got to say goodbye to my mother. And I was, mm-hmm. I was like, I felt a rush of emotion when I when I saw that. Yeah. Um. So that was that was crazy." Um, she used to be an astronaut, like the, mm-hmm. the, uh, I forget what they call it, the, the director is like, um, uh, interim director or whatever, yeah. um, is like, you know, for us, for our benefit is like reviewing, like, you know, you know, you used to be an astronaut and a lot's happened in five years and our division has changed and we don't, we don't use manned spacecraft anymore mm-hmm. and like everything's gone AI, you know, which we'll talk about age of Ultron and all that, but like yeah. AI is like a big part of like what we do now um, with, with all of our stuff. And like, she's having to catch up to this world that has evolved without her. And what's more is like her mother, who is the, the previous director of sword Mm -hmm. basically, you know, mandated that anyone that comes back from the snap, not be given like the good missions. Like they have to like be like the babysitting missions and stuff like that. So She's basically back at ground zero pretty much or the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah, she's she's grounded. She's terrestrial missions only. Like her key card doesn't even work to get in. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, the the only way she gets in is the acting director is yeah. like, oh, I, she's with me. <laughs> Which it sounds like. I don't. I doubt they'll really get into it, but it definitely sounds like those two have a history. Yeah. And there's tension between them. I think you'll see more of him. I, yeah. I think he seems to be central. Um, obviously, Agent Wu is very central. Uh, Darcy looks like she's going to be with the team for the, for the duration. Um, I would assume. Um, so yeah, there's, it's cool. Like there's actually a cast of characters that's Mm -hmm. formulating now. Um, you know, the first three episodes, we basically just got the cast of WandaVision, like this TV show. Um, but now we're actually getting like, you know, real world characters, um, Mm -hmm. that we're going to get to know over the course of this whole thing. So, um, it's interesting to me that they could have made this episode super long. Like they could have made yeah. it 45 minutes, but they still kept it in that like 32 minute, yeah. um, TV show kind of format. So mm-hmm. that was kind of interesting. Like I kept thinking that we were going to get more like new content once we got to that point yeah. where we were done with episode three and then it was just over. Yeah. So basically the next thing we know is she's been given this, you know, what she sees is kind of like crap mission. Like she has to babysit this drone or whatever. And she gets there and she realizes this is not what I thought it was. This Mm -hmm. is, this mission is way more insane than what they let, they previously knew or let on. And, um, she meets agent Wu at this, at this edge of town or whatever. But, um, you want to talk about what, what happens next? I thought this, this, this scene was really interesting, which first off with agent Wu, I didn't even, like, he's an Ant-Man and the Wasp, which I didn't even remember him, really, because I've only seen that movie once. I remembered his face, but I I couldn't tell you anything he does in that movie. I mean, honestly, I remember him from, I'm pretty sure he's on an episode of The Office where he impersonates Jim to mess up Dwight, Okay, and Dwight (laughs) thinks Jim is Asian. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the same actor that comes in for that one, like three minute clip at the beginning of the episode. That's awesome. And so 
Um, he basically is already there and Monica shows up and she's like, and they have two sheriffs or police officers just sitting outside of Westview and you can see the sign and everything. And they're just like, well, there is no Westview. There's only Eastview. (laughs) And it's just like, they're just like, what? And the police officers are just like, they're delirious pretty much. Because you literally can see the billboard that says Westview, population 3,000 and something. Yeah. And you really come to believe that there is um, also some mind control on the outside. And Yeah, because like, when this happened, I... Um, it, like there's one of two things going on. Either the outside people are mistaken, yep. like that there actually has always been a Westview, or Westview got literally created out of nothing, like mm-hmm. it, which is possible. Like yep. that, that can happen with, from what we know from MCU magic and stuff like that. So I, I at this moment, I went with the second one. Actually, I, I, I w- my assumption was, oh, like, you know, Wanda or someone else, whatever, maybe Sword created this town yeah. out of nothing. Uh, and it, it used to be just like open field forest or whatever. Now there's a town there. But then like as the show goes on and, and even in this scene, they're talking about like family members that have never heard of this missing person that mm-hmm. they're looking for. And you're like, no, like there are people outside of this bubble, this dome thing that have like their mind has been changed. Their yeah. mind has been altered in some way. And then you get, uh, they send in the drone, which looks like a helicopter in the second episode. Yeah. And, I thought that was really neat. That was cool. And I mean, they keep doing it over and over in this episode. Yeah. Like showing us stuff that, oh, and how it actually happened. And so it was really cool. I really liked that. Yeah. I One of the things that I liked the most about the episode, we'll kind of talk in general for a second, um, is how just as confused sword is as we are. Oh yeah. And I was not expecting that. Um, so like in last week's episode, uh, we were talking with Jerry, all three of us, we're talking about two theories. We're talking Mm -hmm. about sword is creating Westview or creating this world and Wanda and vision and maybe other people in the town are, are being subjected to it, uh, against their will. Then the other theory that we were talking about kind of rolling around was that this is all from Wanda. Wanda is the creator of the masterminds and they're just trying to figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. But then that didn't seem to jive with some of the things we were seeing because some of the people in there were, were, um, you know, uh, seem to be self-aware of, yeah. of like what's really going on. Um, you know, it's that, that big, big scene where with Agnes and Herb at the yeah. end of the episode three, where they're mm-hmm. like, Hey, we're, you know, this is all happening because we're, and they never get to finish the statement. Yeah. Like, because we're what, you know? And so like I, both theories seem to be, you know, you could come up with reasons why they weren't true. Mm-hmm. And I, and, and now it's like, it's pretty apparent and obvious that like, this is all Wanda's is doing. And sword is literally just yeah. as confused as we are. Like they, they, until Darcy arrives, they don't even have a way to even look inside of this thing. They yeah, have no literally. idea what's going on. And I mean, I, I do think, that when Agnes and like Herb start realizing thing, I think it all has to do with when Wanda's on the fritz. Oh, interesting. I think every time she like kind of loses focus. Yeah. I feel like the people kind of get another like kind of glimpse of what actually is going on. Yeah. Cause it's kind of like one of those things where like the villain kind of loses focus 
and then something happens that they is out of their control now. Yeah. And I I kind of feel like we're kind of getting that. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. I I think I think what's not apparent yet, and and is something that I'm sure they'll probably start to explain in the next couple episodes, is what how much how much is she actively controlling this environment? Like, yeah. did she, is this something that she set up, you know, a week ago or two weeks ago, and it's just spinning on its own? But she has to like, you know, use like five percent of her brain to keep it going, and mm-hmm. when she you know when she loses focus, like you said, because I agree. Um, or is it like she is fully aware of every single moment and is making everything happen the way she wants it. And like, it's all like front of brain, like front yeah. of minds for her. Um, it's not, that's not clear to me. Like what's yeah. how this is even occurring. Um, but yeah, I like that. I like that theory. I think it's, I think it sounds that, um, it's really only like when she gets off her, her groove, yeah. uh, so to speak that things, weird things happen. But um, but, I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, you're yeah. you're literally talking about one of the most powerful beings in the MCU universe. Yeah, th- this and it's on full display in Age of Ultron, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, yeah. We uh, last week we talked about, so we won't go into it in this episode. We talked extensively about House of M, which yeah. is a, obviously a, a huge. I mean, even Elizabeth Olsen was pretty pretty on the on the nose about it like she was mm-hmm. she was interviewed and talking about house of m like so this is clearly the inspiration for the show but she this show answers the question of what if one of the most powerful humans on earth went nuts yeah like just went lost like lost her mind yeah um and what would happen like what, what would happen to the world yeah. like do people die do people uh you know get you know, whispered away somewhere, you know, secret or, um, do people change their identities or change their minds or, um, you know, she can do whatever she wants when she's really setting her mind to it. Mm -hmm. But now she doesn't have a work, a fully functional mind. Like she's she's literally lost everything. Yeah. And I, I I love that idea. Like, and that is obviously the impetus for house of M, but I love that the MCU is like not afraid to take, a character that we love. We love mm-hmm. Wanda. We feel for Wanda. Wanda's our friend, but she's also going insane. Yeah. And how that's hard to watch, but also like it's fearful. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, I'm afraid of Wanda. Like yeah. I, like I, when I see her power and what she's able to do, how she kicks uh, Monica out of the, the dome. Yeah, that was a great I, scene right like, there. I was like, she could do whatever she wants. And like that we've seen what, villains i mean i don't know if she's a villain or not like i it it seems like she is in the show that she's going to be the villain but like we've seen villains like ultron like thanos that are given too much power Mm. and they they don't they don't use that power responsibly and they just go nuts i mean they Mm. go crazy and how when you have nothing to lose and you don't really even aren't even in control of all of your actions yeah that, that that is the most like fearful thing that could possibly be so yeah i i'm all the way in now like Mm -hmm. we were by episode two like you and i kind of had the same thought of like "Ah, i don't know about this show like what are they doing where's this going and then by episode three we're like okay i think we see where this is going the twins and everything we're like oh this is cool and then with episode four i was like oh yeah yeah Yeah, the action is just around the corner yeah you definitely can feel it (laughs) yeah that things are about to get crazy um yeah, 
Uh, we got to talk about Darcy. Yeah. Um, so it was good to see her again. Um, this is the the meow meow uh, character from from Thor. Uh, we haven't have we seen her? Have we ever seen her outside of the f- first couple Thor movies? I don't think so. Is she is she even in Ragnarok? Mm, no. Okay. So because we, Jane's not even in Ragnarok. Right. So we haven't seen. She was in Thor: Dark World. Yep. Um, we've not seen her since that movie. Yeah. Is that possible? Um, she looks exactly the same. She looks mm-hmm. like she has an aged day. But um, yeah, it was it was cool to see not only see her back, but yeah. in a main role. Like she's exactly. like a main character of the show. So and like just when um, when they get the television sets in and her and Agent Wu are just <laughs> watching it, it, it was priceless. Were you were you laughing out loud? Oh yeah, I was done. That, that was very funny. And then when the twins are born and she's like crying and I mean it's <laughs> you literally have like all the feels of a sitcom. I let one of my favorite lines <laughs> was, uh, um, <laughs> so Darcy is showing everyone the, the TV screen for the first time. And they're like trying to wrap their minds around like, what am I, what am I even watching right now? Like, what is this? And she's trying to explain it the best she can. And then Jimmy, Jimmy goes, so you're saying the universe created a sitcom starring two Avengers. <laughs> and then they were just like, yeah, that basically. <laughs> yeah. Cause like, it's the same. They're having the same reaction. I love how, like self-aware MCU can be where they're like, we know the first couple episodes were ridiculous. Yeah. And we're, we not only do we know that, but the characters in the show think it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like that. They're even watching this like sixties television show yeah. about Wanda. Someone that they know. Um, and I also thought like the picture board or kind of like their board where they're trying to figure everything out. Yeah. I don't know what the term for that is, but I thought that was so cool where they really, like, here's Agnes, but she's really so-and-so. I, I don't think they ever mentioned Agnes, the, but... So Agnes, interest, I had to look this up because I didn't I didn't notice it in, yeah. the, in the moment, but Agnes is the only person on the board that doesn't have an ID. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I think there's there's some cool stuff happening with yeah. that character right now. But, but um, I thought it was so cool that they say they're so-and-so in this Westview, but in real life, they're so-and-so. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I, that was a curveball I did not see coming. Yeah. Um, I don't think any of us predicted it, that the, these 3,892 people or whatever the population of this mm-hmm. town are all like real people. Yeah. Like they, these aren't, these aren't like manifestations of yeah. Wanda's crazy. It is, these, these are actual human beings. They, their names have changed. Like Herb's name is not Herb. Yeah. <laughs> it's that's, that's the character he's playing in mm-hmm. WandaVision, so to speak yeah. against his will. And how, like, all 3,000 of these missing persons or whatever in this town are real people, and they've just been basically hijacked uh, by Wanda. Yeah, I just, I don't really understand, like, um, how uh, Wanda decides who goes in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, I mean, obviously she senses when, but we don't really know. Obviously, she's controlling who goes and who stays, but does she really have that much control over who's coming in? Yeah, that's that's why I think like it has to come down to. 
I think part, like her, her brain is probably actively like admitting and rejecting people yeah. like we see with Monica. Um, but there's no way that she's like puppeteering like 3000 people. Yeah. Like I, I think she, that would be crazy. Yeah. That, I mean, maybe she is, but like, I, I, I truly think like she, she just set the world a spinning. Basically mm-hmm. she set up the Truman show Yeah, and then now she's living in it and, and, Influent, heavily influencing her inner circle, like just the four or five people that are around her. Um, so, and even even then, like not always controlling them. Like yeah. in in episode two, where she's at the uh, planning committee mm-hmm. thing by the, the pool, yeah. yeah, and uh, that like um, mean girl, whatever is like you know, yeah. you know bossing everyone around. Like she's not telling her what to do mm-hmm. or telling her what to think. In fact, she's being bossed around by this person. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, maybe they'll never explain it, but like, I, I do kind of want to know like, why, why is she writing the story at mm-hmm. some points, but then also in other times being written by the story? Yeah. Like it's, it's interesting <laughs> for sure. Um, I mean, I kind of feel like sometimes in the first three episodes, at least, it kind of plays out like Wanda almost wants you to feel like she's the victim kind mm, of. Yeah. And she's not really the main villain, but other people have done all this wrong yes. to her. Yes. So more like a victim type thing. But I mean, the writers for this are, are doing a fantastic job. I can't, I can't believe how every word that they're saying that that's being acted out is meaningful. Yeah. Like uh, there's, there are no throwaway lines in episode mm-hmm. four. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. Like it's, I, I was, I was pausing. I paused this episode more than like Mandalorian or anything mm-hmm. like that. Just to like, think about like, what did that guy just say? And what did he mean by that? Like I was like tearing apart every, every single line in this episode. Yeah. Like I, they're doing a dynamite job. And, um, I, and I mean, there's gotta be plot twists, of course. Yeah. Because, I mean, we still, I mean, we're basically at the halfway point. We still have five more episodes, but yeah. we've had four. So, obviously, there's going to be some twists and turns in the next five episodes. Yeah. Um, they explain the radio thing, which was yep. kind of a big mystery. Um, you know, we weren't sure who was on the other end of the line. Obviously, it's Asia Wu, yeah. um, as it's revealed in this episode. Which that was so cool, too. Yeah, it was awesome. And. I mean, Dar- were, Darcy's the real mastermind yeah. here. Like talking about clueless. I mean, they're still like, well, did it work? They yeah. have no idea. Yeah. And sword is not in control in this. No, in this series. Like <laughs> I, we, we thought maybe that again, we were throwing out two, two ideas, but, um, like the one idea was that the sword is the mastermind that they're, mm-hmm. they're creating this whole world. And it's like, nothing could be further from the yeah. truth. They are, they are completely absent from this whole process. Yeah. <laughs> so, they're lucky to get any information out mm-hmm. of what's going on in there. Yeah. Um, the other big big thing that they explain, they ex- really explain everything. I, mm-hmm. I didn't really have a lot of questions at yeah. the end of episode four. Uh, there's obviously more to come, but um, the, the little questions that we had, I feel like they answered almost all of oh, them. Yeah. Um, the beekeeper thing, like mm-hmm. where this guy comes out of the manhole in episode one or two. Two. Um, two, yeah. at the end of two. And, um, you know, like... It, the, he comes out in a beekeeper costume in the sixties, but he didn't go in yeah. to like into the sewer mm-hmm. or whatever he's crawling through, uh, in a bee, he's like in a hazmat type suit. Yeah. And, but when he goes, they, they were like, they were talking about like, can he even enter? Like, you know, do we know, do we even know that this yeah. dome like it, doesn't go through the floor yeah. or through the, through the ground? 
So you have no idea if he's actually going to get in. And then he pops up. And I mean, it's one of those things where a lot of theories came from that scene yeah. about who was the real villain. Yeah. And I mean, they pretty much made it crystal clear right there. Yeah, he's just he's just a jobber. Like he, yeah. he's just a guy that they sent in mm-hmm. <laughs> to try to infiltrate. But he got the short straw, and <laughs> now he's in Westview. Well, and specifically that, that like when it, when the beekeeper came out of the manhole, I was like, oh, is he looking for Wanda? No, no. like he's he's specifically looking for Monica. Yeah, <laughs> um, this agent that that got lost in there. So, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Um, he's able to get through um, as he as he goes through the plane, so to speak. Mm-hmm. His his whole costume like his outfit changes uh and then did you see the rope the jump rope oh, yeah that was so cool the old school jump rope that was very cool it wasn't like a 1960s jump rope yeah. like it it shows you that any objects even inanimate objects mm-hmm. like a rope uh can be changed as it crosses over this yeah. plane of, of existence so um yeah it's it's it answered a lot of questions for like like is this is some other dimension dimension or like it seems to be like this is our dimension it's just it's just a you know um a reality within a reality type mm-hmm. of thing um so pretty cool but yeah i also liked the 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 to, to touch on something you said earlier about like how they're like they're eating chips i think yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like snacking like like watching their favorite sitcom thing yeah. and like uh, at one point darcy says uh twins what a twist <laughs> like they're getting into the show yeah. instead of doing their jobs but um, and then I want to get your thoughts on, on, on one thing. I kind of teased it when I did your introduction, but at one point Darcy notices that there are hard cuts. And so for us, like there are actually things that we know that the characters don't know. Mm-hmm. So where we got to see both takes of like, you know, vision saying something or starting yeah. to figure something out. Right. He's starting to figure out what's going on. And then, um, and then want to say no or, or mm-hmm. redo that or whatever. And then he goes, and then yeah. he has to do that scene again. Right. That for us, we got to see both takes for her. She's only seeing the one that actually stuck. And she's, and she's like, wait a second. She's rewinding tape. And like, they just did a hard cut there. Like that, that was a break in the action. Yeah. And she says, someone, somebody is censoring the broadcast. Mm-hmm. Um, a, what does that mean? <laughs> what do you think that means? And B, who do you think that person is? I mean, I I definitely think after, which to skip ahead, which I won't spoil it, but I think from what comes to the end of the episode, it's definitely Wanda. Yeah, she's in control. Yeah. And so, I mean, whenever she's changing something, that's not going to be in the broadcast whatsoever. Yeah. And the outside world doesn't see that at all. Yeah. It, it kind of makes me wonder. Um, I mean, it seems like it's all happening in real time. Like yeah. as an hour passes inside the dome, there's an hour that passes inside mm-hmm. our world. Um, but like, the, it, I always wonder if there's like a slight delay. Like yeah. I, it's interesting that they can redo stuff, but then not show that to, to Darcy and all them. But um, yeah, it definitely seems like she's the one censoring the broadcast like there's certain things that she doesn't want people to see exactly um it, it kind of makes me wonder how aware she is like mm-hmm. is she aware of sword being right outside the door like it yeah i i have to imagine she probably is because she's controlling people outside yeah. of the dome um controlling their their memories of people and and yeah a town an entire ta- town and i mean somebody that powerful that could control 
3,800 people. You got to think that she at least knows what's happening right outside of it. That's true. Yeah. But, I mean, it's crazy. And then after that, we get the scene where Monica is being ejected. I mean, obviously, from last week's episode, we knew that she was being kicked out by Wanda. Yeah. But, I mean, for this scene, we get a definitive yes that it definitely was Wanda that sent Monica out the door. Yeah, the and most, that was a great scene. Dude, that was one, that was probably the best scene in the in the whole episode. I I did like the Darcy stuff too, but yeah, when she we got to see the full scene yeah. for the first time. So like in ep, in episode three, the last episode, we got to see her say basically say, "Who are you?" Yeah, and then it just cuts away. Like it goes to Vision. He's talking to Herb and mm-hmm. and Agnes, and then they go back and 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 uh, Vision's like, "Where's um." Oh, what's her name? <laughs> where's Geraldine? Geraldine. He's like, and where's she Geraldine? had to go? Yeah. Yeah. And that's all we knew. Um, but mm-hmm. we actually get to see the full conversation yeah. here. It's a short conversation, but it's at, it's actually added content that we didn't get to see in episode three. And so. then like the, just the filming of her just flying out. Yeah. That was done very well. Yeah. Yeah. She like, she feels every second of it. Like she, mm-hmm. it's not like she like blacks out and then all of a sudden she's outside of the dome. It's like she f- literally flies yeah, with her eyes open <laughs> yeah. everything. Yeah. That's terrifying to watch. Um, so Wanda, I correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think she's done this in the series yet, but she actually does like the red orb yeah. in her hands. I, I'm pretty sure that was the first time she's done that. Okay. So like this is, this she's is mad now. Yeah. And Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it, like, this is Wanda, being Wanda like yeah. it's not previously when she's done magic it's it's been like in a puff of smoke it's mm-hmm. it's like it looks like something from the 70s it looks like yeah. something from the 60s it looks like bewitched kind yeah. of magic this is not bewitched anymore this is Wanda this is straight up like <laughs> Age of Ultron yeah Endgame Infinity War Wanda yeah yeah and then that um boy that creepy creepy scene between With her and Vision. and Vision at the end yeah I, I got chills um she like I forget exactly what he says. He's like, you know, we can go, we can go wherever we want or whatever. And I think he's, he's legit starting to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Um, and she says, uh, this is our home. Where would we go? Yeah. She's like, I have everything under control. Yeah. And she's like, Oh my God. And I mean, <laughs> another question we were wondering is, is vision alive? Yeah. And you get the definitive answer that he's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Darcy says he, it. he's very dead. Yeah. Cause I mean, you get like oh, the, yeah. I mean, almost like the deformed vision. Yeah. I don't know what to call it. I mean, it's the it's the post Infinity yeah. War, like where he gets like his mind stone like sucked out of his yeah. head. Yeah. And so, I mean, he's gone. Yeah, yeah. No, he's dead. Uh, <laughs> Darcy, I that was a line I liked from Darcy where um, she's like, um, like she's watching the the TV and she's she sees vision. She's like, that's a vision. And then she looks at Wu and she's like, he's dead, right? Like not blipped, yeah. like dead <laughs> yeah and uh it's like no yeah he died um, oh yeah so yeah uh it kind of makes me wonder like what will persist after the show is mm-hmm. over like um i'm assuming that, like one has to assume that the twins will persist even yeah. though she creates these twins out of seemingly nothing yeah inside of westview but like once everything's done and they've you know seemingly captured or killed uh, you know heaven forbid they kill her but like once, once the, once the conclusion has been drawn, I have to believe that the twins probably continue to exist. Like, yeah, like I, she I can would do that. So, because um, I know from what I've read before the show 
this all ties into Doctor Strange 2. Yeah. So, I mean, whatever tie-ins that has, it's literally going to lead us into Doctor Strange 2. Yeah. So, if she can create the twins out of nothing, can she create Vision out of nothing? (laughs) Like, could she bring him back so that he's actually alive again? Um, I don't know. There's a lot of unanswered questions when it comes to that kind of stuff. But, um, and then like one of the last frames you see in the episode is vision with a look of absolute horror oh, on yeah. his face. And like, um, kudos to, um, uh, Oh my gosh. Why am I blanking on names? Are you talking about Bettany? Paul Bettany. Dude, yep. Paul Bettany's look on his face. I, I was, I was like, that guy is awesome. Like he can say without saying a word, he can convey to you exactly what he's thinking inside. And he's like, He's terrified. Oh, yeah. He's terrified of Wanda. Um, so it'll be interesting to, to see him in episode five, presumably the 80s episode, where he's maybe not in the know. Like, he seems to go in and out of consciousness. Yeah. And all the characters are. And so, like, I'm interested to see how much he actually remembers from even their previous encounters in the next episode, or if he's forgotten everything, or if he has more. I'm sure he's going to have more of those yeah. moments where of, of lucidity where, like, he can see what's going on. And and so. then you kind of get the quote unquote big reveal, which I mean, if you didn't know this was coming, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you were really even watching the show <laughs> up until, or this episode at all. Yeah. Cause I mean, I didn't really think it was a big reveal, but you get Monica just laying there. Yeah. And she says, it's all Wanda. Yeah. And like, okay. That's it. <laughs> so, I mean, it was I mean, it obviously was their big reveal, but I mean, if if you were paying attention even a little bit <laughs> yeah. through this whole episode, you knew it was coming. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's definitely in control. Um they hinted at it throughout I think throughout the episode, but yeah, that that last statement is kind of is pretty much definitive. So, um Boy, it makes me wonder, like, what can, what can they even do? Like, I yeah. mean, what can they do? I, they, their technology, their AI, like, none of it's more powerful than Wanda. Like, I mean, you got to think that the only type of person that could, I mean, you got to think that we're going to get an Avenger yeah. at the end of this. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Because, I mean, who else is going to stop them? I, I feel like it has to be Doctor Strange. Yeah. I, if, especially as they... He's going to have to do some sort of time thing. Yeah. 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 He's going to have to come in and, and wreck shop and take care of business or something that they, they've already mentioned, as you said earlier, that they're tying this into Dr. Strange too. Yeah. I feel like Dr. Strange has to save the day at the end to yeah. even do anything. Uh, who can even, I mean, Captain America is going to come in and, and fix the situation. Like, yeah. I mean, like these people can't do anything. So yeah, Dr. Strange, um, and, I mean, guess, what's but, sword going to do really? Nothing. I mean, the, they, they didn't even know how to observe yeah. until Darcy got there. So yeah, they they're definitely not the ones to unless save the day. there's somebody in there who's and I mean obviously there's nobody in that bubble that really is an equal opponent to her. Right. Yeah. I mean, even Vision is not powerful yeah. enough to stop her. Um, if she wants to do something, she's going to do it. Yeah. So um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting. Um, the the big um, you know, guess or um, Jerry actually mentioned it on last week's episode. So I mean. I think a lot of people are, are in the know about this, but a lot of people are thinking Agnes is this um, uh, Harkness. Um, yeah. I, forget I her, can't remember for, her first, her first name. name, but um, but she's basically a magic user. Like she's 
essentially a colleague of Doctor Strange yeah. um, and has a lot of the same powers as Doctor Strange and, and Wanda herself. So um, uh, she, like in the comics, like could actually... Agatha Harkness. Agatha Harkness. Like she could actually... She might be the only person in Westview that is there by choice. Like yeah. I, I think she, and that's why they can't ID her. Mm-hmm. Like they, they're trying to like who from Westview. We've been looking through the phone book. Like who from Westview is this person? And then they're like, maybe she's not from Westview. Like yeah. maybe she's just a plant. Like she planted herself inside of this thing. So like clearly, as people, including Monica, when they get in there, their clothes change and their mind changes. Right? Like they have no idea who they are anymore. Yeah. Um. That that has happened to Agnes, but Agnes does seem to be a little bit more lucid than any of the other characters. And so I almost wonder if she's there on purpose because she wants to be there mm-hmm. and is doing what she can to soothe Wanda, like, yeah. like control her and like calm her down. Like I keep her calm. Yeah. So like she doesn't blow up. Cause I mean, um, this is somebody that could obliterate cities. Yeah. And I mean, obviously she's going off the fritz. Yeah. At this point. So. Yeah. Yeah. This is like, I see her as like the bomb squad that's Mm -hmm. like trying to prevent the obliteration of like this entire town. So, um, yeah. Interesting. So cool. I I can't wait. I can't wait to see more. Like I, I wish there was another episode now. Um, so now, now that episode four is out, I think people are, are, you know, universally probably on board. Um, I saw some conversation on a forum this week where people are like, Oh, I I gave up after episode three or or episode episode two. And people are like, you dummy. Like, yeah, like watch it at least through episode four and then you'll be in. So and like (laughs) before we even hit record, Caitlin mentioned to you that, She's very intrigued by it now. And before, um, I mean, she didn't watch episode one and two, which that's yeah. probably good because <laughs> she probably would never watch the show again. But she said she's very intrigued on three and four. And maybe she can uh, come on as a guest <laughs> down the line. Yeah, I would love to get her thoughts, um, especially when everything's wrapped up. Like, yeah. what does she think about the the series as a whole? Because it, it is not just um, a diversion of of the norm for MCU, mm-hmm. it's a diversion for like just it, entertainment in general. Yeah. Like it's it's a super weird thing that they're doing, um, and it's not going to be for everyone. But man, I I think if you're a Marvel fan at all, you have to be on board. Like it's it is this is going to inform Phase Four. Yes, <laughs> for Marvel. So um, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see what, how they end it. So um, okay, cool. Um, Let's get into Age of Ultron. Okay. Uh, you just watched this today. I watched yep. it uh, yesterday, so it's pretty fresh in our brains. Yeah. It's it's crazy. This I, w- I mean, you and me <laughs> saw it on opening weekend. Yeah. And we have not seen it since. So, to be fair, it's been like six and a half years yeah. since we've seen it. So, I mean, we're going to spoil the crap out of this movie. Yeah. But, I mean, where have you been if you haven't seen this movie at this point. Yeah. So I, I guess don't progress if you haven't seen Age of Ultron yeah. and want to watch it first. But uh, if you're listening to this. Jake all, Wilburn <laughs> out there. Probably don't listen to this part. I mean, you can watch it for free on Disney Plus. So I don't see why you haven't done so already. Yeah. Um, but uh, dude, this movie. Holy it, crap. Yeah. It, it is. The movie is way, way better than I remembered it. Yeah. For one. And secondly, I feel like it got <laughs> crapped on. Yeah. Whenever it came out, that was going to be my second point is like, I feel like if you ask people to rank 
the movies, especially the the Avengers movies, like yeah. not, not the character movies, the, where the movies were the all four. the Avengers. Are, yep. Yeah, exactly. This is like bottom of the list, and I can, I finished that movie, and I'm like, okay, do I f- prefer Endgame? Yeah. Infin- yes. Okay, but like this movie is fantastic. Yeah. It's it, so good. It is very good. <laughs> There's so many great set piece moments in this movie that I totally forgot about. Yeah. Um. Well, what are some of the ones that you? I guarantee you the ones that you say are going to be like on my list too. Yeah. So like, you don't feel like you're embarrassing yourself. I'm embarrassed. I'm going to embarrass myself maybe more than you, but yeah. Um, like what did you forgotten about from this movie? Um, six and a half years. I mean, I, I, I remembered the scene with Thor's hammer where they all try and pick that up. Cause yeah. that was kind of the punchline scene. Yeah. Um, I remembered that part, but I mean the whole train scene, Whenever they're trying to stop that train, yeah, I had, I had no idea. Yeah, I, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, I did too. And, um, I totally forgot that. I mean, I thought Vision came along right when they create Ultron. I, I totally forgot that Vision didn't really come along until like that last fight scene. Yeah, and I yeah, mean, I, I certainly forgot how late in the movie he's yeah. in. Like he is not in this movie very, very much. No. And I mean, it was crazy. I I mean, I remember the Hydra part and them having the twins, but like everything in between, I totally forgot about the whole Wakanda and vibranium yeah. stuff. I so when they said his name, I think it's pronounced. Is it pronounced Claw? Yeah. Okay. So like he's a character from comics. Like yeah. I, I I was familiar with that name, uh, and I remember that there, there was that claw was in a movie, but I couldn't have told you it was this movie. And I certainly didn't remember that they even got vibranium. Like that like he stole yeah. or whatever. I think he stole it, right? Yeah. yeah Cause they call well, him a thief. I think he, Oh yeah. Claw stole it. And then Ultron pays him for it. Yeah. It was it's so great that he likes yeah. actually pays for it. Um, but yeah, I like, I definitely forgot he was in this movie and I forgot what his, certainly what his role was in the mm-hmm. movie. Um, he's, he's a very small part of the film. He's only in yeah. it for like five minutes, but he's a pretty critical part of the film. <laughs> I mean, he literally is responsible for the materials that, yeah. that create vision. So like, exactly. Yeah. I totally forgot all about that. I mean, it was <laughs> okay. I'm going to share a really embarrassing, okay. embarrassing one. You, you, you don't have to admit this one. I completely forgot about Hulkbuster in this movie. I I knew, obviously have seen Hulkbuster. Hulkbuster's you know famously in in uh, Infinity, is it War. Infinity yep. War, um, where like the Hulk is actually like in the Hulkbuster. Mm-hmm. Um, like yeah, I, I I remember there was a Hulkbuster. I could not have told you where the, where the first time we <laughs> saw it, and I certainly didn't remember that epic fight scene between t- t- like how it yeah. like how it played mm-hmm. out. Um, when they're like fighting like up the side of a building yeah. at one point, throwing a elevator at like he throws an elevator at Hulk at one point, <laughs> like literally throws it. Uh, they're you know obviously like hitting hitting each other with cars. Mm-hmm. I I like I when that scene was over, I was like, is that going to be the biggest fight scene of the movie? <laughs> like that was incredible, and it was just like a a, a middle of the movie. Yeah. Like here's a fun thing to watch for a few minutes. And had almost nothing to do with Ultron. I mean, there's just, yeah. they're just, okay, here's, here's one thing I want to talk about. I, it's been so long since I've seen these earlier Marvel mm. movies. Maybe you've seen some of the, 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 the yesteryear movies yeah. more recently than I have. I, I pretty much have almost never gone back to any of the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've seen the first Guardians twice and yeah. a couple other ones, but for the most part, the earlier stuff is kind of lost to me. I've, I've forgot a lot of the details. I forgot 
and they did such a good job of enunciating it in this movie. I forgot how terrified they are. The Avengers oh, yeah. are of Hulk yeah. and how he's basically uncontrollable. Mm-hmm. Like they, no one has any say into soothing him. I talk about soothing again, soothing him, breaking him down, except for Natasha. Like yeah. she's literally the key to his vault, mm-hmm. <laughs> like to unlock him and bring him back down to Bruce. I fo- totally forgot about all that. And it was one of my favorite parts of the whole movie. Yeah. I, I love the idea of a Hulk that is out of control. Yeah. So it, it was awesome. Yeah, it was crazy for sure. Um, which Caitlin and I, we had watched um, leading up to Infinity War, I believe, or Endgame, one of the two. We had watched probably like the first six or seven. So I think we stopped after the first Avengers. So I kind of remembered that because we watched the oh, first yeah. like six or seven about a year ago, maybe two years ago. Yeah. So that was kind of fresh in my mind. But yeah, I mean, a lot. I mean, I, I kid you not. The only time I had seen this movie before <laughs> was in theaters with you opening weekend. Yeah. Same for me. I had, I'd never gone back and, and watched it. So yeah. Um, I like, I, I love, um, I love Bruce. Like when Bruce is Bruce, yeah. I, he's so funny to me. He, he makes me laugh all the time in all the movies. Um, he does such a good job, but, um, I, I love how he's like get giddy. He's like, is it time for code green? Is it yeah. time for code green? And they, they, obviously he goes green and he's Hulk, whatever. But then he starts like endangering like human lives. Yeah. Um, of people like that actually are in, the, in that town and, um, and how like Wanda has already, we'll get to Wanda. We'll talk a lot, a lot about Wanda, but Wanda has already done her thing where she's basically like, um, mind, mind control. Cont- yeah. The yeah. whole team. Right. So like yeah. they're all out of commission. They're all laying on the floor. Right. And, Hulk is going crazy and Iron Man is the only one that like was not there for like yeah, all that. He's fighting Ultron. Yeah. And so like, he's like getting on comms. Right. And he's like, he's like, you know, black widow, Hawkeye, come in. Can anyone hear me? Can anyone respond or whatever? And, and like, I think it's, is it maybe Natasha, but like one of them was like, like we're all out, like we're all out for the count and yeah. Hulk is, is going crazy. You need to do something. And he's like, I'm calling code, you know, is Veronica or something like that. It's like, I'm calling him Veronica. And I was like, well, Veronica, like, what is this? And then (laughs) then, like it drops and it's, it's Hulkbuster. I was like, Oh, he's going to take on the Hulk by himself. Yeah. Like, and and like, again, I've watched this movie before, but like, I just, I forgot that, 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 that this, I remember there was a fight scene between these two, but I didn't remember it was in this movie. And, and the payoff of like, okay, Natasha's out like mm. she can't calm him down no one else is going to be able to take on the hulk i mean he's busting up tanks and stuff like that so like it's the hulkbuster or nothing yeah and like he's just gonna basically wreck obliterate the, whole town. the yeah. city yeah like he's like the only one that's standing in the way of total destruction yeah um so yeah it was cool oh yeah definitely i mean the fight scenes in this movie are phenomenal yeah yeah, the CGI even back then, I, I think it yeah. holds up still. And then like the scenes with Quicksilver. Yeah. When it's basically like slow motion of him running. Yeah. Those are so cool. I want to say one thing, one negative thing about Quicksilver, and then I'll I will gush the rest of the podcast, but um, I, I do kind of like the X-Men Quicksilver a little bit okay. better. Um, yeah. I, 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 the actor that plays him, I, I like a little bit better than this actor. This actor, I don't know if it's on purpose or not. Maybe it is. But he comes 
across to me as a little bit um, uh, smug, like smar- okay. smarmy, yeah. like uh, and um, a little bit of. Uh, a little teenagery, like mm-hmm. like just angst and stuff like that, and I, I prefer like the Quicksilver from the X Men movies that yeah. have been more in control, and I think that the they do more with his character in the X Men movies of the slow mo, the famous slow mo stuff where every no one's moving except for him and he's just like running around the room, um, kind of like the Flash and stuff like that. Um, that said, uh, I I love love watching the two of them together, Wanda and oh, yeah. Pietro. They are twins obviously so they're they're close by blood but um they have this like like fraternal you know platonic like perfect like symbiotic almost relationship with each other where Mm -hmm. like they almost can like read each other's thoughts like they anticipate each other's moves like i i love watching the two of them together it's it's so fun yeah Um, they're a great tag team for sure yeah um, I forgot about their origin. Like they, um, let, let's go into Wanda. Um, but like, it's it's the. Am I correct? I I was trying to read in between the lines, and I don't always pick up on everything when I watch a movie. But um, the Mind Stone he used, Strucker used the Mind Stone to create their powers, right? Yes. So like, these were obviously humans. Like it's not mm-hmm. like he created humans, but like he converted them into these yeah. people using the Mind Stone. Mm-hmm. So. Um, in in, this, in that way, it's kind of weird to think of it this way, but like I and I just you know going into WandaVision, I hadn't seen this movie in a while. She's kind of been created by the same substance that creates Vision, like yeah, like kind of. like yeah. even though she Vision is literally created, like tissue is created, mm-hmm. and she wasn't that way. They they are born from the same yeah stone. Much. Like it's 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 interesting to think about their relationship because of their yeah. both of their origin stories, but um. And it's definitely not by choice. Right. Yeah, it's against their will. Yeah. There's we're not given a ton of like flashback stuff, but we do um we are aware of their backstory, like how their their yeah. parents are killed, right? Mm-hmm. Um and some sort of bad thing that happened in Sarkovia. It's like a building collapsed or something. Yeah. They're and, talking about rubble and, and there was like a well, their big thing is like there was like a Stark bomb. Yeah. Yeah, they they're like waiting to die. Yeah. They're like trapped inside of a building. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they don't have their powers, and um, they see like they see like a bomb that's been dropped on the yep. on the building, and it just reads Stark, whatever. So like that becomes. I don't think it's the most convincing um, thing that they've ever the MCU has ever done as far as yeah. like the reason for their villainy, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like I I do understand like that they're basically very vindictive against Tony yeah. in particular. And then by association, hate all of the Avengers and want to see them, you know, go, go away. But, um, yeah, they basically find themselves in with Strucker. Strucker creates their powers and then basically kind of puppeteers them for oh, his yeah. own bidding. Um, They're so kind of the secret weapon type thing. Yeah. Strucker's not in this movie very much. No. <laughs> he gets taken out pretty quickly at the beginning. Yeah. Um, what else you, you want to talk about with, with Wanda? She obviously is heavily involved in the train scene. Yeah. That's when she kind of starts to convert um, mm-hmm. over to the, the good side. Yeah, because, I mean, she really, they really see how, like, sick and twisted Ultron is. Yeah. And because, I mean, they, from the beginning, they're kind of like, well, he wants to purify the city and the world, but they don't really know exactly 
what he means by that. Yeah. But then they start finding out and they're just like, well, that's not what we want. Yeah. And then you start seeing them go to the good side. And um, I mean, it just really shows like how powerful she is in this episode or this movie, not this episode, <laughs> um, by her ability to stop a train. But then you also see the side of her at the end when Pietro dies, um, how unstable she is to begin with. Oh, yeah. So you literally, it kind of plays back to WandaVision about what we really are going to get because now she's lost her brother, who they're almost one. We've talked about that. Yeah. And then she loses the love of her life. So, and she's already gone nuts after the loss of her brother, and now she's lost the love of her life. Things are going to get crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think about that scene in Endgame where she's going up head-to-head, directly head-to-head with Thanos, at yeah. the, that very big scene at the end. And um, uh, she she's basically says, you took everything from me. Mm-hmm. And, she, and she's just unleashing everything she's got against Thanos. And Thanos, who's basically one of the more, more, more formidable people they've ever had to face, uh, maybe the most. Yeah. Um, she's kind of like going toe to toe with him pretty, mm-hmm. pretty well. And it, it shows like how her anger kind of fuels her powers and, yeah. and gives her abilities that she wouldn't otherwise, like the adrenaline kicks up and she can yeah. do like really crazy stuff. Um, but I mean, one of the yeah. other things that I really love about this movie, like, and our listeners out there, if you have not seen this movie in a while, go back and watch it. Yeah, I I love how they foreshadow things in oh, this movie. There's so much, and it, we didn't even realize back then what they yeah. were even foreshadowing. Going back and watching it is like it's it's like I mean, you can definitely tell these movies were in the works. Yeah, like Endgame was in the works for a long time. Yeah, because there are so many like um, when they're trying to pick up Thor's hammer, and the only person <laughs> that even budges it a little as <laughs> Captain America. Dude, the look on Thor's face in that in that moment is priceless. Yes. Yeah. And did you think <laughs> six and a half years ago that we were going to see this? I know. Yeah, it's crazy. But like Kevin Feige knew. Yeah. Like he knew in 2014, like we're going to do this. And then <laughs> at the end, when they're all kind of going their separate ways, Tony talks about um, taking a page out of Hawkeye's book and building Pepper a farm. Yeah. And you pretty much get that in Endgame as well. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, they they hadn't even filmed those scenes yet. But yeah. again, Kevin or whoever was just like, yeah, we're going to we're gonna pay this off. And yeah. It's going to take six years to get there, but we'll eventually get there. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Um, I had forgotten about the... That this, this movie actually is like... It's the first instance of like them talking about Infinity Stones. Yeah. Yeah, because Thor's having to explain it to them. Um, Thor has this vision where he sees all six of the infinity stones, like their mm-hmm. colors and everything. And he's like, if anyone was to ever collect all six of these together, yeah. um, there's six, right? Yeah. Yep. Six. <laughs> uh, I, I second guess myself for a second. Uh, if someone were to ever get all six of these together, it would be mass chaos. Yeah. Um, so you kind of think that, I mean, way back when, um, when they were building up Thanos, you kind of thought, well, now we have vision. So, you got to think that it's going to be safe. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's uh, yeah. They they certainly like. They're obviously afraid of like what could happen, but they're also like, we got the vision now. Like yeah. we're you know we're we're good. Um, yeah, yeah. I I um, and of course um, I mean maybe not of course if you haven't seen this in a while, but there is a a very short. It's actually I think it's the dumbest <laughs> uh, after credit scene they've ever done. Uh, from all all the ones that I remember, at least uh, this is like the shortest and, and weirdest one. But it's literally, literally you see Thanos, you see the, the Infinity. I think the big reveal the in, is the gauntlet. The big deal is the gauntlet. Um, but you do see the gauntlet uh, for the first time, and then he says, um, I'll, "I'll do it myself" or whatever. Yeah, and that's all. That's all you get from the from the post credits. Yeah. However, like I, you know, it's for us, it's dumb. It's, it sets the stage. It does. Back in 2014. We, we were seeing the gauntlet for the first time. Yeah, we're just and like, oh my god! Like, what's going to happen next, you know? So I, I'm sure it landed with the, with a, a a wham back then, but yeah. it kind of landed with a thud but watching like it. now, it's just like, <laughs> well, that's weird. I mean, I feel, I mean, like you said, after watching like all, what is it, 23 movies now or 24? Yeah. Um, it's just like that post credit scene is kind of dumb. I mean, it goes right down there with the, um, <laughs> where are they, the falafel scene. Oh, yeah. At the end of, or whatever they're eating at the end of Avengers. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like. <laughs> okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you felt like you had to do something here. And just looking at Thanos in 2014, 2015, whenever they made this, compared to oh, yeah. the Infinity War and Endgame Thanos, it's just like. The, I think the CGI is really good in this movie, but yeah. the way that they CGI Thanos at the end is super weird. Yeah. Um, I, I obviously mean, they got better at the tech. He's but. a way different shade of purple. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, let's talk about Ultron. Okay. Um, James freaking Spader. Yeah. I Hol- mean, holy cow. I mean, I love James Spader. He's amazing. But all all I can think of when I watch this movie is Raymond Ray <laughs> from the blacklist. Yeah. I mean, put a fedora on this guy and <laughs> you have Reddington. Here's the thing is they absolutely mo-capped him. Yeah. They, they had to, because there's like little ticks that like James Peter does with his head where he like cocks it to the side, mm-hmm. like a, like he's a parakeet and like in Ultron does those same ticks yeah. and stuff like that. So like they absolutely had him in a mocap suit um, and, and captured his, his body movements, uh, which I think is great. Like it, yeah. it actually puts James Bader in the movie, not just a voice mm-hmm. actor. Um, so, but yeah, it's a, uh, I love James Bader so much. I, my, if people like corner me, like gun to your head, like what's your favorite TV show of all time? Um, I say a show that people, some people have never heard of, um, but it's, it's literally my favorite show of all time. I've, I've seen every episode at least twice, if not three times. Uh, it's Boston legal. Okay. I, I love Boston yeah. legal so much. Uh, it's, it's one of the greatest shows of all time in my opinion. Um, and James Bader is the, the lead character of that show. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so, so for me, yes, I've, um, I've also seen, um, him as Reddington, but, um, the, the Boston, his Boston legal character is what I think of when I hear his voice and his mannerisms and his delivery. I was like, man, it is so James Bader, but I love it. I'm all in for yeah. him. And honestly, his character to me, as far as like his wisdom, like he has a, he has a true like understanding of how the world works. Oh yeah. Um, that he's, you know, obviously usurped, but like he, he, he has some of the best lines in the movie, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Like he, the way he, his worldview on like humanity and AI and technology and history of the world and who gets to control governments. And like, 
he the, the things that comes out of his mouth and it's obviously sounds awesome because it's James Spader, but yeah. like it's it's so good and I, like I'm I'm both captivated by him as a character and also obviously terrified mm-hmm. um, as as we should be when he's doing the Pinocchio. Oh yeah. The no strings on me. Dude, it's it's one of the creepiest things they've ever done. And in, like in even Marvel. when he comes out for the first time as that like half deformed yeah. robot, it's just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. You kinda get chills at that point. Yeah. No, and and you see it in the every Avenger in the room, they just came off of this party, right? And he comes upstairs or whatever, and he's just seemingly killed Jarvis. And um, th- like th- the looks on all the Avengers' faces are like saucers. Like mm-hmm. their eyes are like saucers. And um, I think it's Thor that like blasts him or whatever and, you know, annihilates him. We're like, that's not going to be the last of him. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I mean, Thanos obviously is a lunatic because he yeah. snaps away yeah. half the population but i mean ultron isn't far behind him no i i wrote that down in my notes actually that exact point like that that thanos is i think if anything is a is a less aggressive ultron like like ultron wants to kill everyone yeah he just wants machines yeah like he's going to annihilate seven billion people Mm -hmm. and you know say what you will about thanos but like he does want to only annihilate 3.5 of them (laughs) like (laughs) <laughs> so, exactly like i but i it is that these two characters are cut basically out of the same cloth mm-hmm. and I, I don't know what that post credit scene means like i'll do it myself like is it was he involved in ultron i yeah. don't know if that's me- uh, mentioned or answered in any of the movies yeah. but um he basically they to me those characters are very similar yeah. um while being completely different as far as like their motivations mm-hmm. and what they're what they're after so um I had forgot. I remembered the floating city yeah. visual, like seeing that thing float, mm-hmm. but I didn't remember what he was doing with it. I, I thought maybe he was just like creating like a utopia for himself. Or I can't yeah. remember what the what the the end game was. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, with that, and uh, he's basically creating a meteor, which I yeah. like. I totally forgot about that. Um, he's basically bringing it up to like destroy him. Yeah. The elevation that would wipe out all human life yeah. on the planet and then start over, which as you mentioned earlier is like the line in the sand for Wanda and yeah. Pietro. They're like, we're, we're not down with that. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, right in front of us, one of the biggest Easter or foreshadowings was, I can't, I think it was Tony. He talks about Endgame. Yes. As well. So, I mean, it was right there. They were just like, we're going to come up with this huge movie where it's going to culminate all these movies that we've, and you're going to be so confused because for a long time, they didn't even know what the final Avengers was going to be called. Right. But Tony utters the end game. Yeah. And it's just like, we gotcha. I want to talk, talk more about that. Yeah. And, and, and Tony is a character in this movie. Um, th- this was the first time I remember watching Tony on screen and saying, um, I'm not sure I agree with this guy anymore. Yeah. Like he, he's not the villain Mm-mm. of the movie, but he doesn't help either. He doesn't help. And a lot of the Avengers treat him as the villain for a yeah. wh- for a while. This isn't full on civil war. We're not quite to that level mm-hmm. of like, we're get, we're, I'm going to fight you, Tony. Um, but we're, we're definitely getting there. Um, it's, it's escalating amongst the members of the Avengers yeah. and Tony is doing, stuff that like I like personally don't agree with. Like he is just flat out like making bad decisions. Yeah. And that's not up to this point in, 
you know, 2008 to 2014, I, I don't think I'd ever gotten to that point where I was just mm-hmm. like, that's a bad decision. You shouldn't do this. Yeah. And watching him do that on screen in, in this second watching, I was like, oh man, I forgot how much I kind of hate Tony in this movie. Like, yeah. I mean, him and Bruce are responsible for which Tony kind of twists Bruce's arm. Yeah. But they're, they're both responsible for creating Ultron. I kind of feel, this is how I see Bruce. And it's up for interpretation, of course. But I, I see Bruce as like, um, he can't help himself. Yeah. Like, he, he loves they, technology they love so much. They love science. Yeah. They love technology. Like, he, it's, it's like putting a cookie right in front of a child and say, don't eat that cookie. Yeah. Like, he's going to eat it. And, mm-hmm. and so, like, I, I see Tony almost almost like it's almost entrapment really like he's yeah. he's pulling bruce in to do something he doesn't really want to do mm-hmm. and he actually tries to stop tony he's like dude like you're gonna do this without even telling anyone like yeah. what are you thinking you're an idiot uh, and then eventually just gets wrapped up and and goes with it but um yeah i mean he without tony and thor like calls him on his bs but like without tony there is no ultron there is yeah. no i mean fortunately vision worked out but like <laughs> there's no vision there's no yeah. like the the Iron Legion or whatever, like, you know, all these different um, AI controlled yeah. uh, cyborgs or whatever are, are none of that exists without Tony. So, yeah. Like it's all, it's all his fault. Kind and of. I mean, it, I mean the infinity stones are intriguing. I mean, you get two of them in this movie. And so, I mean yeah. the possibilities and I mean, I really do think that which cause Tony is human I really think his humanity does show in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, um, he has faults, um, yeah. you know, just like all of us. Um, so I, I like that. That's, that's one of the things I like about the MCU. Yeah. And D- DC does this almost, almost too much really, but like it makes you feel the reality of these people. Like, yeah. Um, these are real people. And it's kind of like Tony was the first one. Iron Man was the first Avenger. Yeah. In the movies, at least yeah. for the years. And it kind of, you, MCU could have kind of taken a route where he's almost like perfect. Right. To where he has no flaws. But I mean, he might be the Avenger that is the most flawed. Yeah. I, I have. I have various theories about like how he goes out in Endgame. Spoilers for Endgame, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you've probably seen it if you've seen this movie, but, um, like in this in this movie when when they have that discussion going back to what you said yeah um i wrote it down uh that up there he's talking about aliens mm-hmm. he's talking about invaders to our planet that up there that's the end game how are you planning on beating that you know they've they've just gone through all the chimera stuff like yeah. they're like okay we barely survived in the mm-hmm. battle of new york um, how are how are you? What's your plan? If you're not going to go with me and my AI tech, that's going to yeah. save the world. What's your plan? Do you have a plan? No, you don't. Okay, mm-hmm. we're going to go with my plan then. Like yeah. that's basically where Tony is coming from. And then and then um, uh, Captain America says, uh, "How are you, you know? How are you planning on being that?" Captain America says, "Together." Tony says, "We'll lose." And then mm-hmm. Captain America says, "Then we'll do that together too." Yeah. And then they have that almost exact same conversation in Endgame, like yeah. in the movie, and I like that. That to me was like an emotional scene, like yeah. I, like knowing what happens to end in, at the end of Endgame, mm-hmm. and how Tony has to sacrifice everything, his own life, um, to save the not just humanity but the, his friends. Yeah. Like his, he talks about his friends in this in this movie. That's one of the things that about all four of the movies 
that I love the most because um, definitely of the original original Avengers, my favorite's either Tony or Thor. Yeah. And the thing that always draws me back to Tony is he usually is the one that's willing to make the sacrifice in the end. Yeah. You can say what you want about him throughout the movie, but in the first Avengers, he's the one that's taking whatever up into space. And this one, he's the one that's there trying to stop it. And then, of course, spoiler alert, he does that thing in Endgame. (laughs) Yeah. And so, I mean, I think it's all goes back to MCU writing. They did a wonderful job because, I mean, so many people back when Iron Man came out in 2008, they were just in love with Tony. Mm-hmm. And, I oh, mean, yeah. they keep going back to, I mean, he's going to be flawed, but they keep going back to, this is the guy who started it all. And he's willing, like, he does look out for himself without a doubt. He has so much money. Sure. He loves that life. But in the end, he comes back to reality and he's willing to sacrifice it all. Yeah. Yeah, I, I loved having already seen Endgame. Th- this movie is gorgeous to go yeah. back to. I, I, I couldn't believe all the parallels between this movie and that one. Um, and and again, Tony is um, doing things I don't agree with. He's literally making decisions I would not have made. Yeah. But... I, I kind of see where he's coming from. Like mm. I like there it, it's, it's this push and pull of like, no, Tony, don't do that. But also that might be the necessary thing. Yeah. Like I, you know, uh, it's, I, I definitely think he should have gone about it as a team. And there, mm. it really, if you're, if you're going to pick a theme for this, like a, or a message of this movie, it's about um, unity and yeah. being a team. And Ultron is, many things, many bad things. But the one thing he, that he is, is he's unified. <laughs> like yeah. he, Without doubt. he controls all this, his army, right? Like, and they, they are one. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he even talks about bad about the, when he talks bad about the Avengers, he calls them d- disunified yeah. and, you know, separate and all doing their own thing. And he sees that as a negative, which it is in, in, in one way it's a negative. Um, but like, that's like the only f- like major flaw, the only major decision that I wish Tony had made differently was just including the team yeah. and like making this is this, this decision together. Um, but then I, I, I don't think they would have gone with it. They wouldn't yeah. have gone along with it. So like it's, it's perfect, right? Like you said, perfect writing the way that they wrote it out is to like the only way that this is going to get done is if Tony goes rogue. Yeah. Cause you would have never got civil war at this point. Yeah. And I mean, the writers, I mean, they're thinking so far in advance. <laughs> I mean, they have this going to this, and um, you. this really is kind of like the start of the breaking that you get until about Infinity War. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about Vision before we wrap up uh, tonight, but... Um, so we see his origin. He's yep. literally created in this movie. He is... Um, a combination. I didn't remember what his makeup was, but like, mm-hmm. th- like at one point, Doctor Cho, the Helen Cho, yeah. um, who's like this physicist kind of person, scientist, um, talks about like putting a, like a physical brain in him. Mm-hmm. So like, and, and she says, "I can't create a human. Like, yeah. I, I can't just like go from like 
you know, an empty table to there's a human on the table, mm-hmm. but I, I can create tissue and she actually, we see that with Hawkeye. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, I can create part of a human, but you're going to have to help create the rest. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, he's this combination of mind stone with the tissue samples that she's creating with this like brain and then like the vibranium to like fill out his core. Like yeah. he's this Frankenstein of a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. And when he comes out, well, it, had he come out the way that that Ultron wanted him to come out, he he would have been Ultron. Like he yeah. would have literally been. It would have been the two stones combined, basically. Yeah, and he would have been like the new housing for Ultron. But then they obviously steal the. They, they don't call it a casket. What would they call it? Uh, what? Like. <laughs> I can't on even it. remember what. They anyway, call it. it's it's like this. It looks like a casket. It's it's basically this thing this box that's that's holding vision and they steal it from ultron get it away from him and then reprogram it and then that's when you get the scene with tony and bruce doing the second time in the movie where they're going rogue and making their own Mm -hmm. playbook and he he like takes jarvis and like puts him inside of like reprograms his brain to be jarvis yeah and so like because they find out jarvis is alive and he's been subverting ultron this whole time and so they get jarvis into the vision's body and he comes out and one of the first lines he says is i'm not ultron i'm not jarvis i am i am yeah and it's like this if you're familiar with the bible like it's it's a like god like the the Judeo-Christian God mm-hmm. calls himself I am. Yeah. And like, it's, it's literally that, like, he's like, I've been created out of nothing. Like mm-hmm. I, I am, I exist. Um, and so, and he doesn't say he's good. He doesn't say yeah. he's evil. Yeah. And they're like kind of afraid of him at yeah. first. Like, like, I don't, are you for us or against us? Um, but like he hates Ultron so much that he's like, yeah. okay, you're on our side. Cause I mean, and I think, it all goes back to Thor's journey to see Heimdall and yeah. Cause Thor ultimately is the one that brings vision to life. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're all about shutting it down and everything. But Thor is the one that brings the lightning. Yeah. And it's, he's, it's a literal Frankenstein moment. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you kind of think that Thor doesn't always get along with Tony, but he definitely agrees with Tony a hundred percent on vision. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so cool to see the, the origin story for, um, the vision and, um, how it's, it's really the mind stone that makes it work. Like yeah. it, otherwise it literally would just be Jarvis in a suit. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of the mind stone, he has, you know, at, at the end, like he, I love Tony's face. He's like so smug and like mm-hmm. proud of himself, but there's no way he would like his whole goal is to create AI, like yeah. create like an, an actual autonomous robot basically. Yeah. Um, that's self-thinking, self-reliant. And, but like he, he would have never done it without the mind stone. Like that, that's yeah. the only reason vision. Exists. And I mean, IMDB and their synopsis literally says that the mind stone is the strongest infinity stone. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so yeah, and it—I mean, it's—it's it's no wonder that like once the Mind Stone is is extracted um, from his head mm-hmm. in uh, Infinity War, that um, that's that's it. I mean, he's yeah. dead. Like he can't survive without that Mind Stone. Yeah. So and even like going back to WandaVision, you literally can see when it's the deformed, there is no Mind Stone there. Yeah. 
It's just a big hole in Vision's head. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so cool how they they made him look like he does uh in Infinity War. Yeah. Um uh let's see. Do I have any other thing I want to talk about? Um I guess we we kind of talked about it a little bit briefly, but just to, to kind of wrap up um the movie, I um I do wa- watching WandaVision in conjunction with this movie, I think was a really great idea that you mm-hmm. had. Um because I think we see Wanda at her worst, at yes. least up to this point, uh, it gets worse, e- worse even still <laughs> in Infinity War when she loses the vision. But like, um, she when she when Pietro dies and she realizes what just happened that she lost her brother, like yeah. not just her brother, but like essentially almost like a soul, a platonic but like soulmate kind yeah. of person. Um, the look on her face, a screaming voice as she like hits the floor on her and knees. And she literally kills like fifteen. Uh, AIs just like that. Yeah, she's like a EMP that goes off and yeah. just like destroys everything in the area. Um, and then like how like they basically have to like coax her onto one of the rafts to like get mm-hmm. her off of the island and stuff like that before it goes, uh, you know, up in smoke. Um, and Vision literally saves her life. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, she like he's he basically is the reason that she's even alive. Yeah, um, is is because of the Vision. Um, so yeah. I, I mean, it isn't out of the realm of possibility that she is the bad guy in this show yeah have have we ever seen wanda as like a really like truly like benevolent um altruistic person like i i mean she's kind of she's the bad guy in this movie yeah for the first half <laughs> mm-hmm. and then she only becomes the avenger yeah. i i love that scene that that's it's such an iconic scene we saw it in marvel legends but where uh, Hawkeye is alone with Wanda and he's like, look, this is your choice. This is like your decision point. You can either fight with us and, and help us like take over and stop mm-hmm. Ultron, or you can just sit, sit in here and cower in fear. Yeah. And if you want to do that, that's fine. That's your decision. But if you step out of that, that door, you're mm-hmm. an Avenger. Yeah. Um, I love that line. And at the very end of the movie, like it's right before the credits, we actually see her like in training, right? Like she's going to yeah. train as an Avenger. But after that, like, in other movies that we see her in and she's not, I think tragically she's not been given a whole lot to do in the movies. Like mm-hmm. WandaVision is by far the most screen time she's ever had. Yeah. Um, so she's always been this background character, but um, I think it's implied that she becomes like this really good person and like fights alongside the Avengers, but we don't really know that and we don't yeah. see it. And like, um, I would say in Captain America, civil war. Um, yeah. Captain America's side is kind of the bad guy side. Right. And she's on that side. Yeah. And like, she's one that like shuts down vision because he's got her under lockdown and everything. Yeah. And so, I mean, she never really is kind of perceived as this great hero. Yeah. Yeah. You've got on the spectrum, you've got Captain America yeah. on one side. And then one is maybe as far to the other side as you can get, like yeah. as far and still be an adventure. Um, and I mean, that's why, I mean, it's not quite the thing where you would see like Captain America or Iron Man or Thor go to the dark side. Yeah. That's why I don't, it's very realistic to me that they've gone this route with WandaVision. Yeah. Because they're not going to have an outcry of, oh my gosh, I can't believe you've made this person into a villain. Yeah. So, um, House House of M. What well, I think we're done talking about Age of Ultron. I just wanted to kind of finish on on what we we're just talking about with WandaVision. But um, 
House of M, the way House of M ends is not how this is going to end. I, yeah. Like the end of House of M is her saying no more mutants. And then mm-hmm. like all people, all mutants across the world lose their powers. There's only like a few hundred left um, from like millions. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then she goes into hiding. Nobody sees her. Like, she, like in the comics, that character does not exist. She's gone and mm-hmm. nobody knows where she went. Um, eventually she, she comes back and they, they have to like rehabilitate her, like to get her back into society basically. Yeah. Um, because she just went nuts. Um, I don't know how this one, how this show ends, but I think it's going to be something like that. Yeah. Um, will they kill Wanda? I don't know. I think that's a possibility that they, she could actually le- legit be dead at the end of the series. Um, but I, I think no matter what happens, I think she goes into, um, like, like she's not um, current anymore. Yeah. Like I, I think she goes away for a while. Are we getting a second season on this? I, I haven't read up on it. I ha- No, I haven't seen anything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Th- this could be it potentially. Yeah. I, she's a very powerful character. Um, she's essentially Dr. Strange, like in a lot of her abilities and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, I think the way it works in the MCU is different. Like, like um, Sorcerer Supreme is like using magic like like actual magic and like reality altering where she can she can bend reality but it's it's almost like in this in episode four darcy describes it as like electromagnetism Mm -hmm. or something i can't forget the word but like it's essentially it's it's more scientific than than anything dr strange is doing um dr strange is like the antithesis of science of science Mm -hmm. but um so, but like we already have a Doctor Strange and I loved Scarlet, I love Scarlet Witch as a character. I love her from the comics, but if she died at the end of this, I don't know that we would lose a whole lot as far as no. like we already have someone with her abilities. That's an adventure. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they kill her. Um, I think at the very least, I think she'll go away where like yeah. they either say like, um, you know, you deserve you don't deserve to die, but you also don't deserve to be conscious. Like we're going to put you in a comatose state yeah. until we can figure out what to do with you. I think there's going to be some kind of finality, I think, to mm-hmm. her character um, at the end. So we'll see what, see what happens. Yeah. It's intriguing for sure. Yeah. Um, have you watched, have you guys watched anything else on Disney Plus uh, this week? That you want to talk not, about? not really. Um, I mean, it's basically life's been crazy. Yeah. So, um, it's pretty much just been this episode of WandaVision and then Age of Ultron, and that was about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we didn't watch a whole lot uh, this week. I actually have been watching The Simpsons a little bit. Oh, yeah. Which is so weird, weird that it's even on Disney+. Plus. But um, uh, I watched the entire first season, which is a shorter season. Yeah. Um, it's very hard uh, to get into in the first season. It's not very funny. Yeah. Um, but I, I hear it gets really good in the future season, so I'll probably yeah, check that out. Yeah, and they kind of like distorted in yeah. the first season too. Well, and their their voices are not some of the voice actors are not the same. Yeah. Um back back then. So yeah, it's 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 a little weird going all the way back to season one. I think a lot of people say start with season two or three. Yeah. Um, but um I should be starting that pretty soon. So um I might keep you updated on that. Yeah, that's a good show. Uh, I yeah. think I started in like season five. Okay. But I mean I've watched them on and off. Yeah. But I mean it's a good show and and I've never watched the show. Yeah, this is my first time ever seeing seeing any episode. So, um, yeah, it's 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 interesting to come back to. Some of the jokes are are very, um, you know, yeah. late eighties. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But uh, yeah, gosh, that show has been around. Yeah, for so long. It's it's more than thirty years old. So, uh, and then um, 
mainly because they read the book together. Uh, Jessica's been reading to Jordan mm-hmm. chapter books. Um, yep. And so uh, Jordan's start, starting to get old enough where she doesn't need the pictures mm-hmm. all the time uh, to look at picture picture books. We still read picture books to her, um, but she's actually been like down with like, she, like Jessica read her the entirety of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, mm-hmm. no pictures, um, and just read it to her. And she she actually sat through all of it. So uh, then they went on to another Roald Dahl, uh, which is related to this podcast. Um, she read, read, I mean, Jessica read, read to her James and the Giant Peach, okay, which is on Disney Plus. And I think it was something we talked about in News of the Week recently. Yep. Like it's it's a recent ad um, mm-hmm. to Disney Plus. And so um, I, it's not related. I yeah. Jessica just picked it at random, I think, but uh, I don't think she even knew it was on Disney Plus. But they read they read through the whole book together, and then um, as I was coming here to record, they were watching it. They were yeah. watching the movie, so I watched the first thirty minutes of it or so, and then I had to go. It's kind of weird, isn't it? It's super weird. I don't think I've ever seen it, but yeah, it's it is. Um, uh, uh, Nightmare, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Um, blanking on Tim Burton. Tim Burton. So, like, if you know anything about Tim Burton, see anything he's ever done, you already know kind of what the aesthetic of this is. Um, it's very much in line with Nightmare and the other stuff, stuff that he's done. What one thing that's interesting to me is that the first thirty minutes and a la- the last maybe twenty minutes or so are all live action. Hmm. There's no animation. Okay. So it's very interesting. Um, obviously, he's done live action. He did, famously did the first two Batman movies, but mm-hmm. like he uh, like really like double down on live action, which is I think a weird choice for this movie. Um, and then when it goes into animation, it goes into claymation. It it yep. in that way does look a lot like Nightmare. Um, and but the characters I think are not like immediately lovable at all. And in fact, they're kind of abrasive. Okay. And I, I don't know that Jordan honestly would have been even interested in watching this movie had she not read the book. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know if it's a recommend or not. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, you know, maybe update on next week's podcast, but like, uh, I'll fi- find out if they enjoyed it or not. But as they were watching it together, I looked over at Jessica and she's like, this isn't like the book at all. <laughs> so, which I know is typical for a lot of, books made into movies but the book's yeah. only like 130 pages or something mm-hmm. like that so it seems weird to change so much but you know it's yeah. tim, tim burton he does what he wants that's weird for sure <laughs> uh, i mean i re i vividly can remember the trailer from i mean this movie came out in like 98 or something like that yeah i vividly can remember the trailer yeah but i've never seen that I've, movie before yeah i've never seen it i never saw it when it first came out or since um I, I love Roald Dahl. I've I've, mm-hmm. um, I've read Charlie um, that, that entire book, and I I really like his writing. So I've always wanted to pick up the book, but um, I don't know if I'd even be interested in watching the movie after reading yeah. the book. Like it, it just it looked really different. So, um, but yeah, I I think that just goes goes to show you that like there's a lot of stuff on Disney Plus stuff that's oh, yeah. not princesses and and Pixar. Like there's there's a ton of stuff on there mm-hmm. um, that has nothing to do with that stuff. So, um, cool. Well. Um, uh, Grant and I failed you listeners and did not pick something that we we're going to watch for yeah, next week. Um, I don't know. <laughs> we'll figure it out after this episode. Uh, if you have an idea of what you want us to watch, uh, best way to do that is to email the show. So uh, Disney plus reviews at hotmail.com um, is how you do that. Uh, we've gotten some suggestions from uh, other listeners, uh, including Rick Ives, who was yeah. on the show. So maybe we'll take one of his suggestions, uh, but we'll uh, figure something out there. Uh, we of course will be covering one division episode yep. five. You can count on that for next week and then something else we'll figure out what that something else is so thanks for listening to the show uh today uh on behalf of me and grant we just love our our fans and listeners please write us we love reading your emails 
And uh, we love knowing that, that people are listening to us uh, talk about all this nerd stuff. <laughs> so uh, have a great week. Stay safe. And we'll see you next week for some more WandaVision. Thank you.